Hello everyone, this is the One Shark Podcast, and I'm here to say before I even begin saying anything, I have a bit of a disclaimer with this one, and that is there might be some spoilers for the recent movie release of Spider-Man Homecoming, and if you haven't seen the movie yet, I don't think you should listen to this per se, because there might be some spoilers within this said podcast, but... If you would like, I have some other podcasts you might want to listen to. Granted, if you want to or not, not gonna twist your your leg or your arm or finger for that matter. But uh, there's your discretion of uh, coming across some spoilers with this. But without further further ado, let's uh, get on with this uh, podcast. So last night. I went off and uh, got a chance to watch Spider-Man Homecoming with Tom Holland playing Spider-Man. Uh, also had um, a couple other interesting characters, which I thought actually they did a really good job. Uh, overall, my rating with this movie is pretty high, only because they stuck with certain comic book um, quirks, certain little things that they've mentioned within the comics themselves. Uh, overall, the action was pretty decent. They also threw in the concept of having a kid, a teenager, having to deal with having superpowers, saving the day, but also at the same time keeping his grades up, uh, keeping um, certain other little things away from other people, so on and so forth. Now, with the de- the character development with Spider-Man, overall, the beginning of this movie, the first 10 minutes, overall gave a it actually just kept me interested it kept me hooked because what they did was they kept it going after the uh avengers movie so after the whole onslaught which built up the character for the vulture the shocker and the tinkerer which uh michael keaton did a really good job playing the vulture which i think he probably gives himself mad respect for with playing birdman but I have yet to see Birdman, but in due time, I shall. But going on with that, Michael Keaton's development with the Vulture started off rather small, and it actually kind of tied into like certain daily struggles, which was he had a salvaging crew, and uh, when his job was taken away, he had no other choice but to go towards more uh, illegal methods, which the Shocker and the Tinkerer kind of go hand in hand with the entire thing which kind of built up towards that uh afterwards they also put a tie-in with civil war with uh tony stark robert downey uh enlisting or uh getting the help of spider-man to help him out with said battle and um that part actually was pretty funny to me because what they did was uh you know, typical teenage boy being called by some of the, the world's greatest heroes or the world's greatest hero, whichever one you want to take with that, and uh, ask for his assistance, seeing that, you know, he's just a superhero in training, trying to get his uh, his uh, bearings with trying to do what he does because of said powers. And uh, it it's funny because... He does a whole video thing throughout the, you know, for the duration after the first 10 minutes of said movie. And, uh, it really, it really was interesting. 
because he's just being open to this whole new world. Uh, he's getting to meet other people, other heroes. And then he feels like he's dedicated to the cause, which he is. And he's determined to do whatever it takes. Now, that's where it, it builds up even furthermore within the movie. And I don't want to dive too deep into the movie. But uh, I will say this with the uh, comic book uh, mentions within the movie. Uh, you see Spider-Man sticking to glass. Now, that's been a partial debate for most people. I At first, when I heard about Spider-Man, I didn't know that he could actually do it. But there's a snippet, um, I can't remember the actual comic, but uh, he's talking to Tony Stark, and he's mentioning that he can stick to pretty much any surface, uh, just like glass. And he shows him, and, and he's pretty impressed. But then he takes it a step further within the comic, and he um, clings onto Hulk's arm, which, as we all know, Spider-Man and Hulk are pretty much like two good friends. Granted, one has an anger management problem and the other one is uh still learning his powers um but yeah i saw that and i was actually very intrigued that they did that with most of the marvel movies that they do they make certain little uh you know points out to um certain little aspects within the comic and that's really cool to me only because you know if you keep it you keep certain things from the comics and you also bring in certain other little aspects that people want to add to said movie. It makes it that much more interesting. Um, also, uh, it, it also brings up to the notion that, you know, Spider-Man, even though he's still learning how to be a hero, he's still a tech nerd. He's still into technology, which is also really great. Uh, and there's a snippet, there's a little part in the movie where he actually hacks into the suit and gets the full usage of said suit. Which is just like Tony Stark's armor. But in doing so, you know, gets in bad graces. Like I said, not going to dive too deep into the movie. Uh, what really drew me in was, once again, the character development. Um, pretty much with everyone that came to play. Uh, and I can see with, um, like, with the Shocker. Now, for the animated series, or the comic book series, the Shocker course has to dual uh arm gauntlets where he can project or shoot um actual energy waves or just pure plasma if i'm right if if i remember right um with this one it's just like a overbearing boxing glove which gives him more of a, a, a power packed punch and um at first I was, a, I was a bit indifferent with that. I really was. But also at the same time, it's a whole different aspect. I mean, the Shocker could be anything within the Marvel Universe. You just don't know nowadays. Um, now going into uh, other, you know, like the, the, the side characters. Like Mary Jane and uh, Flash Thompson. They, they changed up some of those characters. It's, it's not tried and true to said comics but i thought honestly the uh choices for flash thompson and, uh, and mj was actually a really great idea only because it's something different and i'm usually open to something that's unique like that having seen what they can do i i don't really see like a slight future with them maybe possibly i don't know but it all really depends on if they want to do like a, an advancement with another spider-man movie where they're a bit older, which then they can also incorporate the the Sinister Six, which 
I feel that might be in the near future. I can't really say for sure, but I feel it within the pit of my soul that that might be the one thing they want to work towards. Because, um, as we all, as you all know, every Marvel movie has at least a uh, a uh, little snippet or a little little clip of a movie uh, end movie at the end of the credits, being you know the first main set of credits, and then there's a general set of credits. There's another one. But this one, it has two. I won't say anything about those two, only because uh, one's like a setup for something pretty big. The other one is just making fun of something, um, which, by the way, was really done really great. Now, now with Tony Stark or Robert Downey and his uh, uh, bodyguard, uh, which I believe his name is John um, Favreau, uh, you can correct me with that saying i'm not entirely sure with this last name i probably said it right but not sure um i like how spider-man had to go through john first before he could get to tony and then usually it it was like a tom and jerry simplex with them like you know oh, okay yeah you need to go do this and of course tom holland being spider-man being this teenager going oh man this is great this is awesome and <laughs> it was pretty funny because he's trying to get stuff done as opposed to, you know, Spider-Man being, oh, I've never been here before, or I've never done this before, will I ever get to meet Thor or Falcon or Hawkeye? And overall, seeing that, it, it, it was actually amazing. It was really, really good. They fed off of each other really well in this movie. Now, uh, overall with this movie, it was, um, it was fairly long, not too bad, about two hours and four minutes, and... Um, like, like I said, the entire setup was really great. I hope to see Tom Holland do more with his uh, play with Spider-Man. Uh, also, the uh, cameo appearance of Stan Lee, which was actually done really well. Um, that was actually towards the first 20-25 minutes of the movie. I won't say how or where he shows up, but it's done fairly well. I have mad respect for Stan Lee. And... Um, Overall, I mean, this movie, this movie actually has opened up a whole bunch of doors. This movie is not, it's a reboot, but it's a reboot further along rather than he gets the powers, he freaks out, then he has to learn how to use them. It, it doesn't go into that. It already shows that he already knows what he has to do or what he doesn't. And they went with the Spider-Man that actually had to make the web instead of the web being produced in his body, which, once again kudos that's another little stitch with the uh the comic book reference and um overall i mean <laughs> it was done fairly well i know i said that two or three times but it was done fairly well now uh overall i would give this movie a i give it a a reluctant 8.5 out of 10 because it kept my attention it was that it it was interesting funny once again i'm repeating stuff i've already said but overall i would i would recommend this movie to anyone it's rated pg-13 uh nothing out of the ordinary with that which is pretty cool but um yeah i would say if you ever get a chance watch this movie uh it also would have a tie-in with the infinity wars now where spider-man fits into that i'm not sure we still have 
Captain Mar or in order, we have Thor Ragnarok, which that opens up a whole lot of doors. Um, and I believe Black Panther's the next one, which I can't wait to do the podcast for that one. That's going to be amazing. And then we also have, uh, of course, part one of Infinity Wars and then Captain Marvel, which I believe that's how it might fall into place. Don't hold me on that, but I'm looking forward to the these next installment of movies this year going into next year, only because I want to see how well they do with Captain Marvel. I've already seen what they can do with Black Panther, and overall, the, the trailer for Black Panther looks amazing, but I'm not going to get into that. That's, like I said, for another podcast. So, um... I'm actually going to keep this one kind of short because I just wanted to say that with that particular movie. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, PG-13, two hours and four minutes, fun, interesting. I really, really, I mean, I'm not trying to force it down your throat, but whenever you get a chance, go check it out. Really good cast of people. Really, it's it's something for everyone, basically. Uh, Go ahead and check it out. Uh, So with that being said, This is uh, Nick with One Sharp Podcast. I'm going to sign off. Uh, Everyone, you have yourself a great day. Hope to talk to you soon.